Hey, what's up, everybody? This is a Dying Breed podcast with Israel Salinas. Um, today, I'm here actually with my grandpa, uh, my dad's dad, Pedro Salinas. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy this um, this episode. I don't know how long it's going to be, if it's going to be an hour or two hours or a, a part one or two or part one or three. I don't know. So, um, here we go with the podcast, you know. Um, so where were you born and raised, Grandpa? Well, I was born in Michoacal, Mexico, and raised in Michoacal, Mexico until I was about 17 years old. And then... Until I, you were 17? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. So let's talk about your work history. Um... Because that's what I want this podcast to be about, if you don't mind, Grandpa. So, um, what was your first job? And is it, it doesn't have to be like um, written record or, or whatever. But um, what 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 was um, actually your first job here in the United States? No, your first job in general. Well. Uh, my first job, my first job, my very first job in general was here in the United States when I was about 17 and a half years old. Well, well, sorry, Grandpa, to cut, cut you off, but um, in Mexico, in Mexico, because you were born in Mexico. Yeah, I was. Well, yeah, right. I was born in Mexico, and as, as, as some people might be aware of it, when you're in Mexico, when you're born and raised in Mexico, you start working when you're like five, six years old. Yeah. So let's talk about that, Grandpa, because that's what I want to talk about with you, you know? Okay. Well, I I can barely remember, but I was I was sent up to the hills to take care of uh, some sheep, cows, and goats. And so that's what you would do. Yeah, that's what I was doing when I was about five, six years old. Wow, that, that's that's crazy, you know. It Who would is. think? You know, I mean, obviously, but you obviously didn't go up there by yourself. You went up there with your dad first, and your dad showed you the ropes. Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> so, so what? I was sent. Up, up to the hills <laughs> to take care of my sheep, goats, and cows by myself when I was like five or six, or six years old. So you did not know anything. Your dad didn't show you anything. You had to do it by yourself? Yes. That's rough. Uh, it was very rough. That's very rough. Did you ever get kicked by any of the animals or anything like that? Mm, that you can remember? No, not really. So what did you have to do? Uh, well, I have to take care of the animals, you know, take them up to the hills and so they can uh, feed on grass and whatever was available for them to eat. Yeah, so you were like a, like a shepherd? Yes, you can say that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome, Grandpa. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I did that for maybe like, I, I remember probably about two or three years up until I started going to school. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Then once I went to, to school, then that, that, that stopped. I didn't wow. have to go anymore. So, let's talk about you going to school in Mexico. Um, how, how was that? So, you got up at around what time to go to school? Back in the days, it was... Uh, things that they were weird because you would go to school in the morning from like 9 to 12. Yeah. So and about then four hours roughly. Yes, about three, three, three about three hours. hours. Yeah. And then you will go, you, you will go home, and then you will go back about three o'clock, and go to school for another three hours till about three or six o'clock in the afternoon. And then you will go home. Really? Yeah. So you'll have a break in the middle for about two hours, maybe. And what year is this? This is back in 1960. 64, 65, huh? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And at this time, you're like five years old? Oh, five or six years old, yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you, you're basically being a shepherd 
and then um, raising cows and goats and and sheep and stuff like that. And then so you're going to school um, after this. So then, um, um, what's next? You know, uh, let's talk about your schooling. Okay. If you're fine with talking about that. Okay. Uh, that was when I was like six, about five, six years old, maybe seven. Then after that, I will go like full time to school, but I still will have to help with uh, manual labor. Yeah. After school. Yeah. Like on evenings or uh, weekends. Then after that, when I, uh, I remember when I was about ten years old, that's when I lost my dad. Mm. Then things changed all the way around. Oh wow! Then uh, that's when I went to school full time. Were you the eldest of um, the kids? Uh, well, I was ten years old, so that was back in 1966. Mm -hmm. Then I went to school full time, and then I didn't have to do any shepherd work anymore, but my brothers did. Yeah, the shepherd work. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, so so your brothers did. Because um, they're the youngest ones, so yes. they got to put in the footwork. Exactly. You know? mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds awesome. That's the, that's the kind of story that I want to talk about, you know? <laughs> Have the younger brother do the footwork. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like, we're laughing about it now, but it wasn't funny then. No, so, not at all. Yeah, not at all. So, so then you're going to school? and stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to that. Okay. Then, uh, in my hometown, you can only go to second grade. Your hometown of what? My hometown in Mexico, Michoacán. Michoacán. Michoacán, yeah. um, um, what um, city though? Uh, it was a... It was or a town? A, not, not a town, it was like a village. Village, it's called Colonia Herendira. It was just a little village outside Zacapo, which Zacapo is a big city, but this is outside Zacapo. It was so, a little village. Yeah, so Erendira, uh, Michoacan, where um, my my sister's, uh, actually my sister, her middle name comes from, from your hometown. Yes. In Michoacan. Uh-huh. Erendira, mm -hmm. Michoacan. Okay. Yeah. So then I, I, in my hometown, my village, you can only go to second grade, but in order for me to go to a third grade, I have to go to the big city. Really? Yes. Then I have to move to the big city to live with the same relatives. Yeah. And in order for me to go to third grade school. And you did that? Mm-hmm. Really? That. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So you had, you actually had to move away from the village. Um, that you were living in to to go live with family in the city yes. to go to continue your schooling. Yes. Uh huh. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I did that, and uh, by then uh, I went to middle school for uh, middle school and junior high. Mm -hmm. And then that was the end of it over there. Then I had to decide whether I I wanted to go to school. Or do something else. So, well, you just you, you just made a major jump, um, Grandpa. You you went from second grade all the way to high school. So not high school. I didn't go to uh, high school. To middle school, you said. Middle say. school, yes. Okay, sorry. I apologize. So um, so you went from um the end of second grade all the way to middle school, or mm -hmm. well, third grade basically to middle school uh -huh. in the city. Yes. So you had. You had to move away from your mom to um, and, and um, your younger um, siblings to, mm -hmm. to, go, to go to school. Yes. Wow, so that I must did. have been hard on your family. Uh, it, was, it was hard. It was hard on everybody. Yes. That's a lot of years. That's what, eight years? Probably about seven, seven to eight yeah. years. Yeah, seven to it eight years. It was from third grade up until uh, junior high. How was that on you? It was tough. It was hard. So, um, what did you mostly eat when you were in school? Um, you know, seven to eight, to eight years um, away from your family. Well, 
what happened it's uh i had to move from uh from my little hometown to the big city and i went to live with the uh, relatives and uh i have uh, luckily for me i had a relative then it was it was kind of you can say he was well off so he would he took in me uh, in mexico yes he took yes. me under his arm and uh, he fed me and he took care of me up until i finished my uh junior high yeah Mm -hmm. uh, but what do the meals mostly consist of? Oh, no, with him, meals were, were decent. He, he was kind of a well-off, so everything was fine, you know. Uh, you would eat, like, uh, regular stuff, like uh, soups, uh, beans, uh, uh, decent stuff. Yeah. Better than what I used to have when I was living in my uh, village. Yeah, so let's talk about that um, that story where I remember you told me um, a story of where it was you, your brother, and I think um, my Aunt Teresa, and um, you guys had a, a piece of chorizo. But you guys had to squeeze it. Yeah, let's talk, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Grandpa. Let's, let's, let's talk about that story. I'll let you take okay, it away. Okay. I'll let it you was take like, it away. A, oh, let's say that you have a piece of meat. Yeah. Okay. And because we didn't, we barely, uh, we hardly ever made, uh, ate any meat. Uh huh. So wherever we had anything like that, we'll warm up. up we'll we will warm up the piece of meat and squeeze it into a piece of tortilla. And just get a little bit of grease on it, put a little bit of salt, and knead that, but save the piece of meat. Yeah. And then do the same thing all over again with another tortilla. So you ate like four or five tortillas, yeah. and at the end, you will have the piece of meat left. <laughs> it's all dried out though. <laughs> well, kind of, yes. <laughs> but, so, tell us that story that you told me, you know, like um, with a piece of chur Well, basically you just did, you know. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's a, it could have been a piece of chorizo or a piece of, of, of meat with a little bit, a little bit of grease, a little bit of a grease on it. Yeah, you, I mean, you will do the same with the same thing with a piece of chorizo. You will warm it up, squeeze the little juice and the tortilla, and then you will eat the tortilla and pull the chorizo out. So you will get full with tortillas, but you still have a piece of chorizo left. A little piece of chorizo left. Uh -huh. Yeah, and um, I remember you telling me that story when I was uh, uh, well, when I was younger, you know. And um, that story always stuck with me. So whenever I was hungry, um, I always thought about that story, you know, um, and I always thought I would never be that hungry, mm -hmm. you know? So that that's why that story always stuck with me, you know? And so, um, so you're done with middle school, and then um, um, is that, the end of your education, or did you continue? No, what that, that was the end of it. So that was so you um, so you finished middle school, and that was the end of your um, um, education. Yes. Um, what did you do next? Okay, by then my mom had left to the United States, and I and we were in Mexico. So then, after I finished my uh, junior high, my mom my mom asked me, "What do you want to do?" You want to keep studying, you want to keep going to school, or you want to go to the USA? And then I decided that it was best for me to come over to the United States so I can help my mom. And I didn't go to school anymore. So I came to the United States and worked like just like anybody else. Yeah. To help and, my mom. And you said you were like 17, 18? I was 17. I was 17, 17 years, years old? old? Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so how did you come over? Let's talk about that. Or if you don't want to, you don't have to. Oh, no, 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 that, that's, that, that's fine. Remember, yeah. Okay, no, I came over to the USA just like anybody else back in back about 47 years ago. Illegal. Yeah. And you come over, you cross the border, and uh, you come over here, and you start working on whatever, on anything, and doing anything, whatever was available to her. For you to make some money. Yeah. And that's what I did. That's crazy. What, was it a hard um, journey? Uh, yes, it was very hard. How many miles do you think? 
You know, back in the days, back in 19, uh, 1973, that's when I came uh, across the border, it, it wasn't really bad, it wasn't really hard to do that, it was, it was easy back then compared to what it is now. So it only took me like maybe about 20 minutes to get across the border. No way. And you're in San Diego? Yes, San Isidro. Wow. 15, okay. 20 minutes to get across the border and two hours to get from uh, San Isidro to uh, uh, San Ana. Uh -huh. uh, San Ana. To get from San Isidro to San Ana was like, maybe about two hours. Wow, really? Uh-huh. And that was but, it. But, well, you're... So you go from Erendira, Michoacán, to the Tijuana border? Yes. And how long? Uh, it took probably about one, two days and a half, yeah. riding a bus. Yeah, so two and a half days just to get to the border. Yes, just to come from Michoacán, Mexico to Tijuana, Mexico. Yeah. About two and a half days. Yeah. And then, so, so from there, it takes you about um, three hours to get to, 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 what's your next destination? Okay, that will be Tijuana, and then from Tijuana to come across the border, it will be like, for me, it took, the first time it took me about 15 minutes to get across the border, Damn. and then and then two hours to get from San Isidro to San Ana, two hours. So, say, I figure about three hours. Wow. Back in 1973. That's fast. Yeah, that, that compared to what it is now, yes, it is very that's fast. That's fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a crazy journey, Grandpa. Yeah, it is. It is. And then so so you so you did that. Um, so you're 17 years old. What's the next step? What do you do next? Okay. I come to the United States, and then uh, I start working in a factory. Um, what kind of factory? And it, how how did you hear of this factory? Uh, my mom had a friend, and her friend knew, she had a, her friend had a friend, then it was a general manager for a factory where they used to make plastic parts for, oh, watch out. Plastic parts for uh, airplanes and boats. And I spent about, probably about a year and a half working there. And so you're building um, um, parts for, for boats? Boats and airplanes. And airplanes? Mm -hmm. And, um, and how, how did you like doing that? It was okay at the time. I didn't know any better and I was, uh, I just arrived here in the USA. So anything, it was, it was good. It wasn't the best job, but it was good. How was the tempo? If you can remember, how how was like the temple of working, um, like, you, you know what I mean, like the temple, the job, and stuff like that. No, okay. Um, so you did that job for like a year, year and a half, and then um, and then and then what's what's next? Okay, I spent about a year and a half there. Then uh, I move on to, uh, to another factory, to a different place, different employment. What were you doing there? I was doing, uh, it was a place where the, 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 we were doing uh, canvas. Canvas, Can canvas that's, uh, that's a material to make. Canvas. Canvas, yes. Yeah, canvas. Uh -huh. to, like, um, to like... It's a material that you use to fr to make like, frames, pictures. Yeah, like art, where yes. you can um, paint on yes. and stuff like uh -huh. that. So you're making stuff for like for painters. Mm, I, well, you can say that. Well, how's that? Uh, that was okay. That that was okay. I did that for maybe about about two years. So okay. by this time, you're about 22? No, by this time I was about 20, probably about 21, 21 years old. Wow. Um, 
Well, how was it making like that canvas? Oh, were you actually making the canvas for the painters? Actually, I was a inspector making sure that the canvas was nice and straight. Mm. Rolling the canvas and making sure that it was nice and straight and just uh, making pieces, big rolls, a canvas so they can send it out to the stores and sell it. So like you're, you're basically making sure that there was no cracks or, 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 um, or strands sticking out of the canvas and stuff uh -huh. like that? I make sure that it was wow. straight, the lines were straight. They were, most of it, the, the, the lines will, will have to be straight so when, the, when they paint it, everything will look good. Well, yeah, that, that's, um, I've never seen that or uh, I've never um, talked to anybody that has um, um, worked on any kind of canvas or, or, or like some, some kind of machi machine shop. Uh -huh. So that, that's pretty cool to talk to you about that, you know. Um, I don't even know if they do that in the United States anymore. I don't anymore. think they do that anymore. They yeah. used to do it. They, they used to do uh, painters will paint on canvas, which they don't do it anymore. I've never seen it lately. Yeah, anywhere. I, yeah. I don't know if they even if if I don't they, think they, they make, make it, it or, or people even do it right here anymore. You know, I, I've never I've never seen it. <clears throat> so so that job comes to an end after a year and a half, two years. About a year and a half. So, so you, you leave that job, and you just said you're about 21, 21 and a half. Probably about 21. Mm -hmm. um, um, what's what's next? Mm. From there, my mom was working uh, with a company, a pretty well-known company in Orange County. Oh, sorry, no. Before, after that. I quit that job and I went to work for a, uh, a factory that uh, they used to make uh, motorhomes, RVs. Oh, okay. RVs, and I worked there for probably about about eight to ten months. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, was, that, was, that was pretty good. Then after that, my mom was working for a, a place and they needed a driver and they they asked me if I wanted to go and work for them. So I switched jobs and going and then I went to work for a catering company. As a truck driver. Okay, so so the company you were you were working for, um, there was a company um, that was working for them. And then they asked you if you wanted to work for them. No, the no, that, that was that was the, the main. The, no, that was that's the same person. It was just one company, and uh, they needed uh, a delivery guy. Uh huh. And they they asked me if I wanted to go and work for them. Okay, so you went and did that. Uh huh. Um. So you went to the catering company, and how was that? That was good. Um. That was good. What did you? So. Before we continue, um, what did all these experiences um, working in the United States teach you? Well, uh, everyone was different, and um, every job that I did, it was uh, there were good experiences, but uh, uh, there were places where uh, uh, you could not get ahead. You could not. Uh, I get uh, good salaries or or do better than uh, and I I felt that I I could do a lot better than that. That's why I kept on moving. Yeah, and that's a that's actually pretty good. You know that um you thought about that so quick. You know and um, a person that young you know can only see you, you know so far. And you know, uh, for you to see that far is actually pretty good. So, so you went to work for this catering company, and um, um, how long were you there for? Or, or um, tell us about that actually. Sorry. Okay, I started working with them as a as a delivery driver. Then, as the company grew, uh, grew more. Then uh, I got involved in uh, delivering and actually working the uh, 
the events which they were uh, they were uh, quinceañeras, birthday parties, company picnics, promotions, just about anything of event. And I got involved for doing that. Yeah. And that was pretty good. And then so then you got the feel of um, how to do all these kind of parties and, and um, events, I should say. Mm -hmm. And um, and then so then so then what? Then. Uh, working there, after working there for probably about five or six years, I met someone there in the company and we decided that we could do that on our own. Okay. Then uh, we took off from the company and started a company of our own. A lady that I met there and myself. So before we continue, um, could we go back maybe to the five or six years that you, you were with that other company? Mm -hmm. And um, do you have any funny stories from those five or six years with that company that, that you can remember? Because I like to bring up funny stories, you know? Okay, well, I don't know if they're funny stories, but uh, actually I got to meet quite a few people, famous people in the movie industry. Let's talk about them. Okay. I got to meet, I can't remember the names of a, a, a few of them, but I can remember the names of a couple of them. Yeah, that's fine. I met uh, Roger Moore from the movie, uh, the 007 movies. Really? Yes. <laughs> I got to meet him when he, I, I cannot remember the name of the movie, but that was back in the 80s, early 80s when they make a very famous movie and uh, the company that I was working for, we did the, the grand opening and all the festivities for the movie when they were uh, advertising and making all kinds of uh, stuff for the movie, they were gonna show up. Yeah. And I got to work for the, uh, that particular uh, party. Uh, other than other ones that unfortunately I don't remember now. Hey, now, and that's fine, you know, 007 mm -hmm. to, to actually cater for 007 movie, that's, that's an awesome story itself, you know, and um, I love that. I never knew that, Grandpa, and that's awesome, you know, so, <clears throat> so you make your own business. Yes. At what, um, what, 23 years old? No, but then I was probably oh, like... no, yeah. No, I was like, time went by, then I must have been like 30, 30 years old uh -huh. when I started my own uh, catering company. And my dad by this time was about seven years old? Uh, let me see, 20, he was like 10 years old. No way. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like 10 years old. So yeah, yeah, my dad is a little 10-year-old little slave. <laughs> you could say that. Oh no! Hey, we'll say indentured servant. He was an indentured servant, you know, by birth certificate. Mm -hmm. You know, so by contract, we'll say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sounds better. <laughs> so, so you started your own business. Let's talk about that. Okay. How? Uh, how? Well, yeah. Well, sorry, Grandpa. Let's talk okay. about that. Well, uh my girlfriend and I, we decided that uh, we uh, were going to start our own business. So, at the beginning, the business, we barely started, so it wasn't big enough to support both of us. So my girlfriend would work the, the catering business, and that's when I started working as a truck driver. A truck driver doing what? Delivering uh, goods for a company that they used to call Norco Ranch in Norco, California. Oh, okay, so you're delivering, um, and she was, um, um, what do you say, managing? Yeah, managing the company, our company. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so you, so so you were doing um, the truck driving. She was managing managing the company. And uh, oh, what happened? What, what happened? Okay, uh, she started working at the company, and I was working as a truck driver and helping out on the weekends. 
and then the company started start, uh, growing up. So I got to the point where uh, I had to quit my regular job and work the catering business full time because the business grew. Awesome. That, business that's grew. really awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, about how long did this um, catering business last for? What okay. you say? We were, uh, we had the catering business for maybe, well, I was a truck driver probably about three years. Then I had to quit the uh, driving business because our company grew. So I had to, to work in the company full time. Then we kept it for probably about uh, four or five years. Wow, long time. Then we dissolved the partnership. We were uh, we were partners mm -hmm. with my girlfriend, with my ex girlfriend. We were partners, and then we decided to uh, to end end up the, the the friendship and the and the partnership on the business. Yeah. She took uh, she took half of the business and half of the staff, and I kept the other half. She went out up on her own and I stay on my own doing the catering. Which shit happens. It does. You know, sh Unfortunately, it does. Like you've said plenty of times when I was a kid, shit happens. <laughs> you know, it, stuff happens. It, it just does. Um, but so you were with that business for um, the catering business. How many years? Um, five, six uh, years? No, probably about eight, probably around eight to ten years oh wow all right so so you have the business for eight uh, uh, eight or so years about eight eight to ten years okay so um so eight to ten years you say uh-huh okay so um tell us some funny stories i mean I, the catering business you've seen a bunch of people eight to ten years so, I mean, I can tell you one of my dad's um, funny stories, but I want to hear some of yours first. If you can remember any. If you can't, um, I'll tell you my dad's. You know, it's... From the top of my head, I cannot remember funny stories. Interesting stories, but not funny stories. But it was, it was a lot of fun doing the catering business. Okay, I remember one. <laughs> I remember one. If you can remember a funny story, the, the best, the be best funny. funny story that I can never remember is a party that we did for uh, uh, this person that uh, he called us and uh, he wanted to have a surprise birthday party for his wife. And his wife it used to be a nun, uh, and that was right after. Uh, used to be or was a nun? No, she she used to be a nun. Okay. She was not a nun anymore because she got married. Oh. She got married to the gentleman, and this gentleman wanted to do a surprise. Oh, I don't. I don't want to ruin the story. Okay. Uh, so sorry, Grandpa. Um, um, just continue with the way that, that you. Um, okay. I'm saying the story. Okay. She sorry. was. She used to be a nun, but she got out of the. Out of the sisterhood? Yes, uh-huh. And she married this gentleman. And this gentleman decided to do a surprise with the party for her. And that was like maybe a couple of years after, uh, I cannot remember the Pope, the Catholic Pope, that uh, it came to visit the United States. And Tony Melendres is a gentleman with no legs and no, with no arms. With no arms, he got legs, but he no he had no arms, and he used to play the guitar, and he played the guitar for the pop that they came from Italy to United States. How? Well, he just he just came to visit because how you know they usually go and visit uh, certain uh, countries or whatever. Yeah, but how does this um, how does man play the guitar with no arms? With his legs. He with his feet. I'm sorry, <laughs> with his feet. He used to play the guitar with his feet. Did you hear him play? Oh, everybody saw him when he came over, to, when, when the, 
John Paul, I, I, I cannot remember the, 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 the Pope's his, name. Yeah, the Pope's name. But he came over to the United States. And when he came over, Tony Melendres played the guitar for him, but he played with his feet. Okay? So, Tony Melendres. Yes. So this was like maybe about three or four years after, uh, after uh, the Pope came to the United States. Yeah. And this gentleman, he wanted to surprise his, uh, his wife. Yeah. And he said, I want you guys to bring somebody that looks just exactly like the Pope. Exactly. And I want you to bring Tony Melendres to play for her. And we did it. And everybody was very amazed because the simil similarities and both of them, I mean, and one of them... Because Similarity. yeah. Similarities. Yes. Tony Melendres was the same guy who played for the Pope. Yeah. But the Pope was not the real Pope. It was somebody that looked like him. <laughs> and this was for one of your parties? For one of the parties, yes. Oh, my and, <laughs> and And, 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 and the, the Pope comes in, and the guy starts singing, <laughs> and the, the girl, she was not a nun anymore, but she was just surprised, just as well as anybody else, because everybody thought that it was the Pope and Tony Melendez, because it was the same scene that you seen three or four years before on, on national TV. Oh my gosh. And, and that, was, that was very funny because everybody was just like, oh my gosh. Blown we away. Uh-huh. We that cannot awesome. believe that the Pope is here because Tony Melendez is singing for him. Even Tony Melendez didn't know it was, it was a fake Pope. He thought he was, was And he was still playing the guitar with his feet. Yes. Well, he never had the arms. Yeah, he didn't have the arms, no. so he was playing the guitar with his feet. Yes. The whole... Man. Yeah. That, that, that was very, very... That's, uh, a, that's a good story. Mm -hmm. That's a good story. Yeah. You know? I, I got some pictures that uh, you looked at him, and you cannot tell the difference between the real pop and the fake one. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That was really... That was very, very good. So my... I don't remember correctly, but... um. If my dad came down here, he would actually be able to, to tell the story um, from his perspective, um, which he would he would laugh too much to even be able to tell a story. But um, it was a it was um, yeah. You, you sent him to this um, party to go cater, and he was with my mom, and he he told my mom. Don't laugh and don't be disrespectful. Do you know the story? Keep on going. Uh, no, um, but do you know it? I, I'm not sure. Okay, so... <clears throat> so, he told my mom, don't laugh and don't be disrespectful. And, um... They walked into this party. And, um, it's, you know, like the 90s, early 90s. And, um... My mom just can't keep control of herself because um, um, I guess it was like a, a, a two gay men. It was like their wedding. <laughs> Do you remember the story? I think what you're talking about, it's a delivery that you dare had to do, but it was a bunch of gay people. Yeah. It was <laughs> a bunch of... But, I mean... <laughs> I mean, we know they were, I mean, they were gay. But I guess your mom didn't know, and yeah. she went with him, and when they got there, they would dress up as, as a woman and whatever, and that was kind of... Yeah, and, no, it was pretty funny. It, it was it was funny. The way my dad told it, it was, it was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, um, it's always funny to laugh about things like that, you know, when you're um, a straight man or a straight woman, mm -hmm. and um, you walk into something like that. And um, you just, um, I mean, it catches you by surprise, you know? It's always funny, you okay. know? I mean, whether you take it the wrong way or not. But, so, um, that was a funny story that my dad had told me about the catering business. So, so then the catering business comes to an end. Um, what, what, if you can say anything about it, um, what did you learn from that? Uh... I have very good experiences doing the catering business. Well, sorry to cut you off, Grandpa, but um, 
what would you tell young people um, around the age that you were um, when that ended? What, what would you tell them about going into business at that time? Uh-huh. Let's, well, not, let's, not, let's not talk about later times. Um, just this one, if you could. Okay. I will say that uh, to anybody, anybody who wants to start their own business, uh, my best advice will be do your best. Do your very best that you can. And catering business or restaurant business or any type of business is not for everyone. But if you choose to do whatever you choose to do, do your very best. And whatever and anything, do your best. That's uh, that's always very good advice, you know. Um, and people can take that the way that they want, um, and they can take that as um, just doing your very best. But the way that I interpret that is um, going to go above and beyond. So, you know, if there's a fucking recipe for beans and rice. You better figure out the very best recipe for beans and rice. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the way I take it. You know, yeah, well, that's so, the way it is. Yeah, and so, so that's the way that I want to interpret what you just said. Mm -hmm. You know, um, for the people listening. And so that comes to an end. What's next? What's next? Or actually, by this time, um, you're roughly what age? I was probably about probably about forty-five. Okay, so my dad's fifteen. No, actually, your dad. I, if I was forty-five, your dad oh. was like twenty. Yeah. Twenty-five. I am twenty years older than you. Oh dad. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandpa. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So twenty years apart. Wow, so he's 25. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, we, we just jumped way further than I wanted to. So, um, let's talk about some stories of my dad as a kid. Like, uh, um, some, some funny stories when he was working, if you can remember any. If you can't, don't worry about it. You don't have to talk about any. A funny story. Uh, this, is, this is when he was like, this is way before when I was, when he was like maybe about, uh, say, 10 years old. Uh -huh. And he really wanted to play uh, football. Yeah. American football. Yeah. So he, he wanted to play so bad. So I went ahead and enlisted him in a, in a league. Yeah, a football league. A football league, yes. But the problem was back then he was overweight. <laughs> How many pounds is he? If you can I, remember. I don't know, but okay. uh, honestly, he had to be like he was overweight. Like, yeah, he was overweight. He like was overweight. Fifteen year, fifteen pounds over. Yeah, maybe he, even more. I don't remember. Yeah, for his league that he's yes, supposed for, to be. Yes, in, exactly. He was overweight. I mean, he was like ten years old. Yeah. Maybe even he about 10, 11 years old. Too many so he beans was and very, tortillas. He was just... So <laughs> <laughs> Too many beans and tortillas. Yes. <laughs> tortillas. And he will insist. I, I will take him to practice uh -huh. every day because they will go to practice the uh, Corona Civic Center. And uh, they will practice. And I will go over there and I said, okay, I'll take your practice. And... I felt so bad for him then <laughs> because everybody would be playing and guess what? He'll be running. Your dad will be running. Yep. The whole time. Because yep. he had to lose so much weight. Doing bear and, crawls. Uh-huh. And he he did not get to play for uh I don't know, maybe two or three months because he had to lose weight. Yeah. And wow. all he had to do it was just run and run and run and run. Mm. And, I mean, that's I rough. Feel, yeah, that, that, that was kind of funny and sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But but he wanted to play so bad that he didn't care. He escaped on running. Yeah, it, yeah. it's funny and sad, but you know what? Um, that drive, 
that's what that is, is drive. You know, um, if you really want to do something, you're going to get after it. You know, and he, at least he stuck with it and got well, after he, it. He did. He at did. Least he he got did. After he it. did. Yep. Um, if not, he's going to get his fucking ass whooped because um, I'll tell you what, I whooped my boy's ass if, if um, he didn't get after it. You know, you, you don't put that much time in and um, just go to your room and eat some donuts and cry. Mm-hmm. You know, and no, um, that, that's. I mean, I don't know. Um, other people are different, and um, that's the way that they are. Um, not me, but so my dad got after it. That's a that's a pretty funny story. Um, fat boy, you know, a little piggy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah. Yeah, it was it was like I said, it was fun and sad at the same time. But he really wanted it to play, so. He 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 never gave up, and that's good. Uh huh. Yeah, that's really good. It sounds a lot like you, and it sounds a lot like him. You know, um, you both never gave up, and um, that's what's so awesome. You know, that that's what I love about the both of you. You guys never give up, no matter what. And yeah, so um, man, what else is there to talk about? Uh, um, um, oh, okay. Perfect story. Let's talk about when he worked all summer washing dishes and got his um, his bike. His bike. <laughs> Let's talk about that story because people like that kind of stuff, right? You know, um, um, kids. All right. <clears throat> so, what, in my opinion, kids nowadays they don't work hard enough. For the things that um, that they want, so when they feel like they wash um, a set of dishes, they feel like they're worthy um, of like a three hundred dollar iPad or mm-hmm. of a, like a thousand dollar phone, you mm-hmm. know, after washing a couple dishes. So uh, let the listeners know what my dad had to do for what he wanted this one summer. Okay. And how long? Okay. He really he really wanted to have a BMX bike. What kind? If you can remember. Uh no, all I remember was the brand BMX. It, it's a for you listeners, it's a GT Performer. Um it was baby blue with um and Performer was like pink and it's a badass bike. He still has it to this day. He's got I, a frame. Yeah, no. He has it in the rafters <laughs> in the garage. And, um, man, it's it's a badass bike. He, he still has the same, the plastic GT rims. And the GT, um, the, the, the chain, um, it's stamped. Every link is stamped GT. And then he has the GT tires. So when you ride in the dirt... It just says GT, 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 you know, all in dirt. And um, the pedals say GT. Everything says GT. So this this bike is pristine. It's badass. So yeah. go ahead, Grandpa, with your yeah. story. He wanted, he wanted really bad to have it. And I believe that uh, it's good to give your kids anything and everything. But... I firmly believe that they have to learn how to earn whatever they want to make them responsible. So I told him, "You want a bike? You want a, you want a bike like that? I'll buy it for you, but you have to work summertime, and you have to wash dishes, and you have to do whatever for like two months or whatever. And then at the end of the time, I will buy it for you." And I did. At the end of those uh, two, two, two and a half months, after he worked for it, he got his reward. He got his GT Performer. Yes. He got it. Yeah, so guys, um, it was after three months of hard labor of um, scrubbing dishes. Day after day, or however my grandpa wants to describe it, 
but the way my dad describes it, and it's probably pr uh, um, worse than <laughs> than what he's describing. You know, there probably was barely any food on the on the on the plate or whatever. You know, he's probably just whining. You know, a little whiner. You know, no whining here. But you know, so there's probably any any food on the fucking plate at all. But um, but he, he was washing these dishes. Or I should say, just um, throwing water over them for about three months, and then he got this badass GT Performer BMX bike, like when the gyros first came out, and you can um, like twist uh, or yeah, flip the fucking handlebars without them um, um, stopping because of the cable. It was a badass bike. It was a really nice bike. And it is a really nice bike. He still has it to this day. So I'm not knocking it. And um, no, he, he did work hard. And my grandpa can um, contest to that. You know, I he won't deny that. So um, so what do you think about that? You know, getting him that bike. What do you think about him um, watching him get in that bike after that long summer? Well... All I have to do is that uh, he worked for it, and after those two and a half to three months of hard, work, of hard labor, he deserved it. And I, I, I can remember his face, looking up his face <laughs> once he got the bike. His first horse. Yes, he was very, very happy to have it. And that's awesome, you know. And. And that's what I'm trying to capture on this podcast, you know, hard work always comes with something, you know, um, hard work never comes with nothing if you don't make it that way, you know, so um, if you want something and you work hard enough, it will be there and only you can stop yourself. So washing dishes, working at McDonald's, um, driving a truck, being being an electrician, being an iron worker, um, all those things are great and awesome. You know, and if you want to go somewhere, um, all you, all you got to do is just work for it, work for you and your family. And so that's what I'm trying to um, capture. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about that, guys, but this is the Dying Breed Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Um, this is um, going to be a part one of two with my grandpa, um, Pedro Salinas. Um, this is Israel Salinas, guys. Bye.